It's one of the most elementary yet essential forms of expression. Paradoxically, it can be portrayed and interpreted through complex choreography, all while maintaining its grace, sleekness, and simplicity, with countless contrasting kinds from every corner of the globe, it can even give us cultural insights. It's time to hit the dance floor, get down, boogie, cut the rug, shake a leg, and so on and so forth. So, put your hands up, make some noise! Go! We'll discover the dazzling and diverse world of dance on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI for your English. And I hope you guys are ready to boogie. I hope you're ready to get down. As you'll see in the intro, we've already looked at a couple different ways to say to dance. And the first song that pops into my head is David Bowie. Let's dance. Let's dance. And we're going to take a look at a lot of songs, a lot of movies, where dance is the protagonist. But first, let's kick off taking a look at our intro, which is chock full of exciting vocabulary. I started off by saying it's one of the most elementary yet essential forms of expression. And I can't say the word elementary without thinking of Sherlock Holmes. Elementary, my dear Watson. Elementary. And don't let that word fool you. It's elementary, yet essential. And it's a form of expression. Then I said, paradoxically, it can be portrayed, interpretado, portrayed and interpreted through complex choreography, all while maintaining its grace. And this is a word that we often associate with dancing. You say elegancia in Spanish, we say grace. A good way to remember this is Grace Kelly had a lot of grace. She was graceful. Remember to always play with words. Have fun with words. They aren't your foe. They're your friends. Then I said sleekness. And if something is sleek, it's shiny or smooth. So I said it's sleekness. A lot of times we use the adjective sleek to talk about a nice sports car or a modern restaurant. I think of some curves, yet some form of simplicity at the same time. And speaking of the word simplicity, I think you can figure out what that one means. Then I said, with countless contrasting kinds, I'm talking about kinds of dance, from every corner, cada rincón, from every corner of the globe, it can even give us cultural insights. And let's look at those words I said over here. Essential, cultural, that T and that U is ch, future, nature, culture, essential, 
You hear something in common, and the word insight is conocimiento, percepción, right? It's a perception or understanding of something. And then I said, it's time to hit the dance floor. The dance floor is la pista de baile, obviously. And to hit, I don't mean pegar. To hit in this case means ir hacia. Let's hit the dance floor. Let's hit the restaurant. It's very American, this hit. And you probably recognized James Brown's voice in there. You also heard my voice. There was a little clip from the song Wanna Dance. If you haven't heard that song, it's a song that I wrote the rap for. And then the song went to number one on Maxima FM. And I remember being at the fair in Almería and hearing the song. If you haven't heard it, give it a listen. It's Wanna Dance by DJ Valdi. And I was featured in the song. And what you heard was a little sample. We call it a sample when you use a piece of a song. And then I said to get down, to boogie, to cut the rug, to shake a leg. Those are all different ways to say to dance. And then instead of saying etc., because a lot of Americans say ek cetera. And technically it's et cetera. So we don't say it correctly. You can correct an American. I don't recommend it, but we say etc. It's technically et cetera, but I chose a different way to say it. I said, and so on and so forth. And that's where you heard the sample from Wanna Dance. And I wrapped up the intro saying, we'll discover the dazzling and diverse world of dance on this week's episode. And dazzling is deslumbrante. It's something that amazes you. And diverse, well, you're going to see how diverse this world is. There are so many kinds of dance, and I'm just going to go over some of the principal ones, some of the main ones. And today, we're going to hear from some of my students. I'm really excited to hear from them. They are dance lovers, and they're going to tell us why they love dancing. So we'll hear from them a little bit later on. But as always, we should kick off with some history. So let's rewind. As you can imagine, dance has been around since the beginning of human history. It's been a part of ancient rituals, spiritual gatherings, and social events. Different cultures use it as a spiritual force. They use it for pleasure, for expression, for performance, or interaction. But there's no doubt that it has become infused into our very nature from the earliest moments of human existence. It's primal. Just imagine those first African tribes. They were covered in war paint 
and they would march and make music using their spears and stomping their feet. So we can say that it serves many, many purposes and it's been around since the beginning of time. But when is the first recorded proof of dancing? Supposedly, that's over 9,000 years ago. It's from these cave paintings that were found in India. And this scene depicted various different scenes of hunting, childbirth, religious rites, burials, and most importantly, communal drinking and dancing. So I guess we could say the people in India were party animals and they like to document their parties. But think about how hard it is to get archaeological evidence of dancing. What are you going to find? Some dance shoes? I mean, really, all you need is your body to dance. So they would have to find paintings, references in books, and that's where we get our earliest recorded ideas of dancing. But that doesn't mean people weren't dancing before that. And as you can imagine, they probably were because it's a tribal thing. Think about this. We have a constant beat going on in our bodies. Our heartbeat. So we're constantly feeling a beat. We're rocking since we were born. What? Rocking since we were born? Well, yeah. What do you think rock means? Meterse. And what do you do when you listen to rock music? You rock back and forth. And we rock back and forth when we're kids. Egyptians also had dancing as integral parts of their religious ceremonies. You can see in a lot of the tombs in Egypt, you'll see Egyptian priests, and they have musical instruments and dancers. They would mimic or tell their stories of their important events through music and dance. Sounds a lot like the musical theater of today, doesn't it? And you can't forget about the Greek speaking of theater. And in the 6th century BC, it brought the birth of the famous Greek theater. And I studied theater and theater history, and it started as singing. It didn't turn into speaking until after. There are ancient paintings from the first millennia which clearly show dance rituals in Greek culture. There's one ritual that they did before the Olympian Games. Does that ring a bell? The Olympian Games was the precursor to the modern Olympic Games. So they had an opening ceremony with singing and dancing as far back as the first millennia. And don't forget about Europe. Before the start of the Renaissance, there weren't too many documented dances. There were isolated fragments that they found today. But the most basic thing that they saw in Europe, or the earliest thing they saw, was these chain-shaped dances. And chain is como formar una cadena. And people would go around in circles. I mean, I'm the first one that comes to mind from my childhood. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posy. I think your equivalent would be el coro de la patata. I mean, again, these are things that are elemental. They go back to our childhood. They go back to our primal instincts. So then the Renaissance came and there were new forms of music. And obviously with new forms of music, you get new forms of dance and fashion as well. And Renaissance dances from Spain, France, and Italy were also very popular. Then the Baroque 
dances as well, which became very popular in the French and English courts. So it seems like there was always that element of entertainment as well. And then after the end of the French Revolution, there was a turning point. Things got a little bit less restrictive, not just in dance, but in women's clothing. And you saw more jumping and skipping and, you know, it got a little bit more dirty, if you could call it that. Oh, and by the way, it's not dirty dancing, it's dirty dancing. And we're going to talk about Patrick Swayze and dirty dancing in the bonus episode. Just a quick reminder, you've got access to an extra episode every week if you're one of my students on Patreon. If you want to get more information, you can go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and you can join our curious community for as little as three euros a month plus tax. And if you're in our highest level, our interstellar students, well, you get a monthly class with me, a monthly private class with me. If you're in our super duper level, you get a weekly review class with me where we review some of the most important vocabulary that comes up in each episode. And I think the most important thing is you're a part of a truly amazing community. So I want to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Javier, Paco, Roberto, David, Mila, and Alex. Oh, and I didn't say Jose Maria, but I'm going to put Jose Maria in at the end. But we're going to hear from Jose Maria today on the episode, and he's been doing a wonderful job. And also my interstellar students, Carmen, Lina, Isa, Paco, and Edgar. Keep up the great work, guys. And if you want to find out how you can get a bonus episode every week, PDF documents, classes with me, and so much more, go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Okay, where were we on our dance timeline? Oh, right, right. We were just finishing the French Revolution. Things became less restrictive in general, and dances became more, not so dirty, but more energetic. And in 1844, there was an international polka craze. And this is this music from Poland, which got very, very popular. And that brought us our first waltz. And then a short period of time after that, you started to see the great Ballroom masters and ballroom dancing is any kind of dancing with two people. Again, we're going to look at categories and subcategories. But this is when dances started to get a little bit more elaborate, a little more complicated. Some names you can look up that started this movement were Vernon and Irene Castle. And these were the early years of the 20th century when many of the modern dances we know today were invented. The foxtrot, the one-step, the tango, and we're going to look at those in just a minute. We're going to look at different kinds of dance. We're also going to look at some expressions that have to do with dancing. Speaking of tango, it takes two to tango. It's not only a great song, but it's a wonderful expression. Dos no pelean si uno no quiere. O sea, siempre alguien tiene 
algo de culpa. Everybody's at fault. It takes two to tango. The Charleston swing, which makes sense. Columpian a la chica. Whoa, I love it when things make sense. Then you've got postmodern and even hip-hop and breakdancing. And this was, as I said, uh, in the early years of the 20th century. And that has continued to grow tremendously. And you have genres, you have sub-genres, and it doesn't matter what kind of dance you're into. The important thing is that you're into it. It makes you feel good. And we're going to find out right now from Jose Maria. I know I've been building him up, but we're going to find out right now from Jose Maria why he loves dancing. I know why he loves English. And he managed to put those two ideas together and link them. And I hope you'll agree with me, but I think Jose Maria does a wonderful job. Let's hear from him. Hello, Alberto. I'm my fellow FYIers. This is your colleague Jose Maria from Asturias. Thank you, Alberto, for giving me the chance of taking part on the episode. I hope you're enjoying this exciting episode on dancing. To kick off, I have to say that in my experience, learning English and learning how to dance have a bunch of similarities. What? Come on! What does learning English have to do with learning how to dance? Well, first and most important thing that comes to my mind is mental health. But I'm going to tell you a few more of them. One, you need to look for and find a really good teacher. He or she plays a crucial role in the equation. The foundations are a teacher being able to keep you driven and having fun along the tough work. That's to say, practice, practice and practice. Sounds familiar? Alberto Alonso, Richard Bogan in the English world and here in Asturias, Norte Latino. Second, you need to quickly fall in love with it. That's vital to fuel your willpower so that you can make the most of it and refuse to give up. And yes, after the tough work comes the reward, enjoying and taking pleasure in doing it. And why not? Even, even bragging a little bit. <laughs> three, there are basically three levels, beginners, intermediate and advanced. I think I currently in a, in a high beginner level in the dancing world, I am in an advanced level in English. There are as well many accents in English, American, British, Irish, and so on and so forth. And just as there are many genres and styles in dancing, salsa, bachata, kizomba, etc. And the last question, why did I start attending dancing classes? Well, few years ago, I started to ask myself why people who dance intensively look younger. People in their 60s and even in their 70s look like as if they were 10 to 15 years younger. So I began to read upon this subject and found out that dancing is not only good for your health, but even for your brain activity as well. So, what are you waiting for? Keep on learning and improving your English And come on, dance as much as you can, my friends. Life is short. <laughs> okay, that's a wrap. Thank you, Alberto, again. And I love you all, folks. That was fantastic. Excellent job, Jose Maria. 
I'm very proud of you, and I know all your fellow students are proud of you as well. If you want to find out how Jose Maria spoke so confidently, so comfortably, you should join us on Patreon. He's been with us for the long haul. For the long haul is desde el principio. And you can tell, y se nota. Not just me, it's not just me who says that, but it's all of his fellow students. So keep up the great work, Jose Maria. Let's take a look at a couple kinds of dance right now. We'll take a look at ballet. If you remember in our French episode in Paris, we don't say ballet, we don't say filete, we don't say valet, we say ballet, filet. That E-T sound for us is A. Ballet dance developed during the Italian Renaissance before evolving into what it is today in France and Russia. I didn't know this, but there are six core recognized methods of ballet. It's usually done to classical music, and we'll take a look at some ballet later when we talk about movies. Black Swan, anyone? Then you've got ballroom dancing, which we've already mentioned. A ballroom is un salón de baile. So ballroom dancing is a type of partner dance which originated at the end of the 16th century in France. But also it's used as a way to say any dance that requires a partner. So if you want to be a purist, ballroom dancing is this elaborate European dancing that took place in France at the end of the 16th century. But now a waltz, a tango, a foxtrot, a paso doble, bolero, samba, all of these can be considered types of ballroom dancing. The difference is the partner. And Jose Maria asked me this word the other day in class, to lead. Yo te llevo. Usually when you have a partner, one of the partners is leading. Then you've got contemporary, which I didn't know what this was, but this was developed during the mid-20th century, and it's now one of the most popular and technical forms of dance that is studied and performed professionally, especially in the U.S. and Europe. And this draws on classical, modern, and jazz dance styles. My mom's favorite is tap dancing. And tap is claquet. Because why? You're tapping your foot on the floor. Well, not your foot. Your tap dance shoes. And those little metal things on the bottom are called taps. What I love about this is you're dancing and making music at the same time. So it's a visual and an oral treat. And again, tap dancing is speaking in general. Then under tap dancing, you have flamenco, rhythm, classical, Broadway. There's even a subcategory called postmodern tap. When I think of tap dancing, I think of Fred Astaire or Gene Kelly. Next up, we've got hip hop, which is much more modern. But this is a, a wide range of street dances that developed in the 1970s. And what you'll see is when the music developed, the dance would develop soon after. It was just a matter of time. And what's cool about hip hop dancing is you can do it in the street. It's very basic, but it's 
it's still very hardcore. It's really, when I say hardcore, I mean it's very aggressive. You gotta be fast because they even have these battles and it's really, really cool. There are movies based on these dance battles as well, which makes it very exciting, especially for the audience. Then you've got jazz, which has its roots in 17th century African traditions, and it was brought to the Americas via the Atlantic slave trade, and they continued these traditions in Brazil and the U.S. and elsewhere. And jazz dancing, just like the music, it's known for its improvisational and dramatic body movements. It got really popular in the early 20th century jazz clubs. And it's had quite a renaissance. I remember with La La Land, there was a renaissance. And we'll take a look at that a little bit later too when we look at movies and music. And some dance styles that emerged from jazz were swing, the lindy hop, the shimmy, the Charleston, and all that jazz. <laughs> and, and all that jazz, y todo eso. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to jazz up the show with a little humor. <laughs> to jazz up, darle un toque. <laughs> well, hey, we just learned two idiomatic expressions. We'll learn many more in the bonus part. Then you've got folk dancing, which usually has something to do with traditional cultures and music like samba in Brazil or the hula in Hawaii. These are always interesting. It reminds me of Moana. Oh, to turn the course to find. I love that kind of stuff because you know they're feeling it. There's something that's deep in their soul. It's religious. It's spiritual. It's folk dance and folk music. And then you've got Irish folk music. Oh, man, that is awesome. I'm sure you've all seen this in Billy Elliot. But if you want to look this up, you got to look up the man, the lord of the dance, Michael Flatley. And he is considered a deity among Irish dancers. He popularized river dance. And he also has the Guinness Book of World Records record for the highest number of taps per second. 35 times. And if you think you're going to beat him, well, the jig is up. <laughs> hey, there's another idiomatic expression. The jig is an Irish dance. And the jig is up is se te acabo el chollo. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. But hey, with each joke, you've learned an idiomatic expression. We're going to wrap up with modern dance. And modern dance is a pretty broad genre. I want you to pronounce that word. We've looked at it a couple times. Genre. And modern dance really emerged out of this, this need to be unorthodox. This need to say, listen... Ballet, you know, ballroom dancing, it shouldn't be so rigid. It should be a form of free-flowing expression. So that's where modern dance came. I guess it's like modern art. Uh, they use the same tagline. Who says it's not art? And we'll wrap up with swing. Again, a variation of jazz, which was really popular in the 1920s. And its popularity came right out of the popularity of jazz music as well. Only swing made it a little bit faster with more rigorous movements. And some popular swing dances are the Lindy, 
the Charleston, the Jitterbug, the Lindy Hop, and some of these are still performed today. And now it's time to boogie. Yeah, I know I said to boogie means to dance, but it also means to go. We're gonna boogie right now. I hope you'll swing by. <laughs> you see what I did there? Swing, the dancing. Swing by, pasarte por ahí. I hope you'll swing by the bonus episode of today's FYI.